You don't seem hype. I'm super hype train. And you know what that means. Hype train? Welcome. What's up? To... <laughs> my favorite game is to... My favorite game is to... I know. I can... I can see the look on your face. Like, I know we're fucking recording. Oh. And you know what's funny? We you have this mischievous eight-year-old eight look on your face. We, we, yeah, we just had a talk about We need to quit talking over each other, and I think we just did it about seven times. Yeah, two sentences, seven times. We'll get better, we promise. We will get better. Welcome to a special introductory, introductory, introduction episode. Um, Jay, why don't you tell them what it's all about? So we are going to start, um, A, because we love doing this so much, and B, because you guys like us so much, which I'm still a little surprised, frankly. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised people like me. I'm surprised people like Jed at uh, all. Uh, me too. Uh, um, but we're going to start uh, recording and releasing bonus episodes. Bonus. Bonus. But you're going to need to be a part of the official congregation, meaning you got to give us that shut up. Yep. Talking about pa- what I Patreon. Say, that's right. Talking about our Patreon. And like, honestly, though, um, in all earnestness, please listen, whether you're going to give to Patreon or not. Like, we, we just love that you listen to us and all that good shit. At the same time, it does cost us money to host this. Like, it does cost us, a, you know, money to for our website and yada yada yada, all that good stuff. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, um, to, to to just in full disclosure, uh, my half of the payments I pay thirty bucks a month. I don't and know. I'm at like twenty twenty ish, I think, for so, the website. So. Yeah, and mine paying is for um SoundCloud and Podbean. Uh, so yeah. that's all and you know. so to to kind of build on that I'm borrowing a microphone right yes. shout out AJ if he's listening I'm borrowing AJ's microphone and uh, he's gonna t- he's gonna take it back one day yeah so I'm gonna true. need to get a new mic um, you know it just you know we want to get some better recording software we want to be able to really produce this thing better we want to be able to do Facebook live stuff and that costs um, some money to get that sort of software so I don't want to bore you guys. You know all of the bills I want to pay, but we want to to really like do this thing. If you believe in what we're doing here and you appreciate the content that we're putting out, please you know think about uh, giving to our Patreon. You don't have to go all in. I mean, it's not going to be a big bill necessarily if anybody doesn't want to be. So we decided to do one one dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty five dollars, and fifty dollars. If you know we got some rich blood out there. So, you know, with that bonus uh, bonus content, we're also going to give away some other stuff. Um, we decided to get, you know, some stickers printed. We're going to read people's names on air. We're going to, um, offer, you know, call for like... Yeah, offer uh, five-minute interviews. Yeah. Jed's going to draw dick pics for people. I mean, like, paint pretty pictures for them. No, I'm going to paint. I'm an artist, dude. I will uh, I will do a painting um, of your request within reason. I or uh, um, I will do a painting of request within reason, and within he, not reason. Like the more unreasonable, the better, I think, actually. Yeah. And I can't draw for he shit. He can't draw for shit. It would probably be funny. You could tell everyone it's it's like your friend's like special little brother or something. <laughs> I put, I'll make special little brothers everywhere look bad if you call me your yeah, special true. little brother. Um, yeah, so that's a few. Anyway, so yeah. That's a few of the ideas we got, and we're also open to other ideas. Um, you know, what what would you guys want to get in return? Um, so let us know. But that's um, that's what we're rolling out. Uh, so like I said, we're gonna keep doing it for free. It's really just you know the really if we could just get our costs covered, that's awesome. You know, that's 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 the goal. So it's not like we're trying to get rich off of this. Yeah. Um, we're just broke. No, by no means. Yeah, by no means do we think this is ever going to like pay all of our bills or anything. We really love what we're doing here, and we'll continue to do it whether anybody does Patreon or not. Like that's not going to stop, you know. That's not contingent upon us continuing the show. Um, but we would like it if you guys would help us out. So. Yep. Well, there's that. Let's not spend any more boring things. Let's talk about Sean 
mother effing, or no, sorry, Jeff, not Sean Spicer, Jeff Sessions. Oh, Jeff. The dumbest, dumbest, most ignorant shit I've heard. (laughs) Are you you pulling it up so you can like read it exactly? I'm going to pull it up. You go ahead and tell them what, what I sent. Congregation, I, and I saw this, um, I've heard it other places, uh, but Jay sent me this article. Jeff Sessions, uh, I think he was speaking to Congress, I don't know what, what the talk was, I'm sure Jay will tell me, but made the comment that marijuana is, essentially he said marijuana is like slightly less dangerous than heroin. Okay? Yeah. Only slightly less awful than heroin during his speech in front of a law en- law enforcement officials Ugh. in Richmond, Virginia. Oh, good lord! So let's let's start with the problems in this. Let's. I will start with is so. Oh my God, Jed, are you advocating for marijuana? No, I'm not. I am. Well, okay. I- I am. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. advocating for the legalization of marijuana. Yes, Let's make because that. here is the bottom line, folks. If you're going to allow alcohol to be legal, then you need to allow marijuana to be legal. Either Let's talk outlaw- about even more dangerous. Let's talk about um, people staying on incredibly large amounts of benzodiazepine yes. for extended periods of time. Or opiates. There or are, opiates. <laughs> there are scores of things more dangerous than marijuana and it's like it's at this point it's just hilariously ignorant like it's such an old tired joke of like the reefer madness propaganda that we all know now is just complete and utter horseshit and they just don't they're the medical communities i mean the um insurance and pharmaceutical community stands to lose a ton of money off of it it's it's laughable. It's laughable. Like it's truly, it's fucking laughable at this point. Um, it, and it's and it's a shame that uh, we are going to stop making strides towards legalizing marijuana. And and hear me out here, folks. Like, Jed and I don't have a dog in this fight. We don't smoke weed, right? It's not like we're stoners nope. saying, "Please God, give us our ganja." Like no. I, I just think that society, like society, would benefit from legalizing marijuana. But it, it as a whole my th- my thing more than weed isn't bad is that alcohol is just so much worse like it, it in regards to what it does to your body oh, it's the only drug that can cause cancer in every single part of the body it touches from your lips down to your <laughs> anus like all the way through like and it's legal and it's fine you know and and people <laughs> advert like it's like oh Bo, Bo Burnham At- had a great uh, comment on it about celebrities endorsing alcohol, and he was like, "How dare you use your celebrity influence to peddle poison to kids?" He's like, "You don't need the fucking money. You don't need the money. What are you doing? Like, go sell like insurance. Yeah. Don't peddle poison." <laughs> it's true. I mean, like that's legit, it, and it's yeah, no, good lord. You know, it's just so you know, you know who loves so backwards. You know who loves Bo Burnham. Who loves Bo Burnham? Kaylee, who loves Bo Burnham? She loves Bo Burnham. Oh, shit. Like, loves him. I love him, too. Like, loves him more than you, though? Probably. Baby, you love him more than me? Um, no, I mean, he's got at least, like, a foot up on him. I've got a foot up on him. That was really reluctant. Oh, that it was, was super <laughs> reluctant. Like, well, um, she's just trying to make you feel okay about exactly. yourself. If, if Bo, if Bo Burnham <laughs> walked in this door right now, it's over with. Like, I'm, it's like I'm if out. some if if one person's getting laid and Bo Burnham walks into your house, it ain't you're me, done, dude. It ain't me. Yeah, I'll tell you that much. I don't know. Maybe I could woo him. Yeah, I don't know. We do need this know. to be video because your faces sometimes at the things I say are classic. Stone Stonewall <laughs> Jackson over here just gets shut down by a little male wooing. Uh, Jingling, what did I tell you about pitching woo uh, on the job? Jingling. Anywho, Jingling. Let's uh, let's get to our much uh, better and more articulate interview. Oh yeah, this with is our so friend. A Aaron. Aaron Aaron Noel man yeah um this is your furnace your furnace man I love combining word salad your first bonus 
interview with Aaron Noel, who wrote the book AA vs. the American Church. Guys, thanks for having me. No problem. Yeah, thanks for coming on, bro. Aaron Noel is a author and found co-founder of the blog. Founder. Founder. Founder yeah. of the a published co- author. At published that. author yep. of um his book AA versus the American Church, and his blog is Christian Alcoholic. Um, so we yep. I saw his Twitter handle, and I was like, oh, we got to talk to this dude. Oh. Yeah, and then I saw the name of his book, and I was like, "Surely it's a sci-fi about like a Hunger Games type situation with <laughs> church folks versus AA folks." I mean, and... that that sounds like a a bestseller to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so where are you coming from? I'm from Connecticut, um, Waterbury, Connecticut. Probably not big on anyone else's radar, but. Um, it was big back in the day during World War II. I think it was a big... They used to produce a huge amount of brass. It's known as the Brass City. <laughs> so it was one of the leading... Brass yeah. City. All so, right, all right. I always like whenever we call someone from up north, like you're in a, a hoodie and Jay is in a tank top because we are down yeah. south <laughs> and it yeah, was 76 right. degrees today. Oh, it's springtime. Like all of my it's shit is spring. blooming. How I mean, how, how cold is it up in Connecticut? It's actually today was actually a spring day. It was I think it hit sixty. It was the weirdest. The weather, right. yeah, uh, global warming is real up here. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then another day. So it's is it bad crazy. to say like I'm okay with it? Is that is that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I hate winter, man. Yeah, most of the people up here complain about winter too, so I think that everyone's pro global warming up here. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh so tell us about Christian Alcoholic. How old are you actually? Let's start there. I am twenty six years old. All right, all right. Yeah. So, so how did Christian Alcoholic get started? Um it got started after I I willingly checked myself into AA um, after having a, um, a car accident where I pretty much almost killed myself driving drunk. Um, okay. Yeah, so I checked myself into AA after that, um, not because I thought I was an alcoholic or that I had some uncontrollable disease, but mainly because I knew that no one in the church was equipped to talk with me about it. Oh, that's a, uh, yeah, that's smart. Not actually. many people <laughs> make yeah, dude, it's that that's what um that's what struck me when I read your book was basically you you are hitting on exactly kind of what me and Jay uh are doing. Um is that church has so much to learn from AA and they they're like like I've always said like I, if I go up to my pastor and say, hey, I really feel like shooting up heroin today. He's probably going to look at me a little weird and be like, well, okay, you know, let's... Uh... Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe call the authorities. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you so you knew they weren't equipped to handle it, so you went to AA. Yeah, I mean, it's not that I had any problem with my church. I love my pastor. Right. I love my church friends and everything. It's just I knew that... You know, the church really isn't comfortable talking about things like this. And I wasn't going to force anybody to talk to me about it. You know, if they're not comfortable doing it, I don't want to be the person to force them to have these conversations. But I knew that if I didn't start talking with people soon, that 
my problem was, I mean, it was a big problem, but it would only get worse. And I almost, I almost died, you know, driving drunk. So it was really kind of, it was life or death for me. So how old were I knew, you? How long ago was that? I was 24. It was like a week before my 25th birthday. Okay, when so went that's down. fairly recent. Yeah. So um, I went in because, I mean, I was like, AA is just a group of people, you know, talking about their problems. And my problem was alcohol. So I knew that was a place for me to go. So I checked myself in for four months and not planning on, like, I didn't go in to do a case study on, you know, AA. I guess really went to get my life in track and get my life in order. And only like a few weeks, maybe like two or three sessions in, I realized like, wow, like this is kind of what I think church is supposed to be like. Um, That's wild. It only took you like a couple of times to, to realize that. Yeah. I mean, it was just a whole different atmosphere when I walked in. I mean, I'm sure you guys have walked into a church for the first time and it's just real uncomfortable. Oh, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no one really goes out of their way to say hi most of the time. And my first time in an AA meeting, I mean, peop- they didn't like flock to me, but they noticed Pretty I was Pretty much, there. yeah. Yeah. People comfortable. I got a lot of handshakes early on, like, thanks for coming, like, welcome. Um, Especially because I was the youngest person in there by far. They were just happy that, you know, a kid was taking it seriously enough to get himself help before, you know, sure. things got much worse so i guess really love that um community approach to aa um mm. and it didn't take long to realize that you know they're a real genuine community in there yeah it sounds like the a the recovery up there is legit because there's some places it's like it's also like church in that there's some places that it like they will not say hey to you you know it's the, some some yeah, meetings around here are but- yeah, Dude, I've been to some bad meetings in like yeah. central no, central Florida. <laughs> I agree. There are horrible meetings. So like when I get like if I'm ever anywhere rural, like really rural, they can be kind of weird. Um, but I can't, that, those I are can't say that word. Rural? <laughs> rural, rural, rural. I'm not even gonna try it. But I do want to say <laughs> I hate Florida. <laughs> I hate Florida. <laughs> awesome. It's rough, man. Side note. Side note, I saw you in orange and blue, and I'm a huge Gator fan. And I was like, oh, this guy's a Florida He's a fan. a huge Gator fan. Oh, no. That's, my, that's a bummer. I, I have a cousin that lives down there, and anytime I go down to visit him, I always have orange and blue being a Mets fan. He's always like, don't wear that around me because they're going to think you're a Gators fan. And he's like, I don't want that kind of stuff around me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they love, they love their Gators and some of them. Oh, man, yeah. So, uh, do you go to a denomination? Like, what denomination are you in? Or are you just in a non-denom? Yeah, it's non-denominational. I know, like, some people get tripped up on that. I remember being in high school. I went to a Catholic high school, and Mm. they asked me, you know, like, what kind of church do you go to? And I said, non-denominational. And they were like, oh, so you're Catholic? And I was like, no, I just said (laughs) (laughs) non-denominational. I did not want to accept that as an answer. But, yeah, our church is not denominational. Yeah, me too. Me too. And Jay too, I would say, for sure. Um. (laughs) Ours is like almost non non denominational. Not there's a couple non in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So w- w- with your family and friends and like church members, what was the reaction? Where did you like tell people? Did you keep it a secret? Were they supportive? Were they like you don't need to go there? What was the well, what, what was going on? I mean, I couldn't keep it a secret because I told them my car. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um. So, I this accident happened in 2015. So it was um, Memorial Day weekend, and so I was about five months out from getting married at the time. Oof. So that happened, and then my fiance at the time ended up calling off our wedding that was supposed to be in October. Um, Oof. And she had two children, or she has two children. So I was in, you know, I was about to be a husband. I was already in the father role. Um, and this, you know, big thing happened. So it wasn't really something I could keep secret. Which Were you, was, were you like, uh, how bad was the, were you uh, hospitalized, injured? No, luckily I, I um, 
I went to the emergency room, so I hit a light pole, and the pole kind of fell on my car. Luckily, it didn't, like, crush me or anything, but it, it fell, and the airbags deployed and everything, and, like, the front end was really um, crushed, but somehow I was able to drive it home. Like, I went oh, on the high. So, so you avoided the DUI? I avoided all that. Nice. Um, got to my parents' house. Uh, my fiance at the time, my wife now, she followed me. She didn't follow me. We were both going to the same place. So when she got there, you know, she saw the car and then it was at my parents' house. So I go in and, you know, I'm bumbling, I'm drunk. And, you know, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Clearly I'm not fine. I just drove a total car to their house. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm envisioning like sparks flying. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. The the bumpers dragging on the ground. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I ended up going to the emergency room. I had just a couple minor burns and stuff from the airbag and stuff like that. But I was pretty good. Yeah. No concussion or anything like that. And they actually forgot about us in the emergency room. Me, um, and my wife now uh, fell asleep in the room because they they were going to come back and check on us and they forgot. And then we woke up like six hours later. And then I was just like, I guess we can leave now. Yeah, so everyone knew um, and they were supportive. I mean, I think everybody was just I think some people doubted, you know, how serious my recovery was going to be. But right, um right. But yeah, I had support from you know my pastor, uh, my wife, my my family and friends. That's good. So what did and then? So you you stopped going to AA, or was it during AA that you started this blog? Hold on, can we? Can, I'm gonna scratch that actually, real quick. Oh, yeah, how fine. did you realize? I'm sorry, Chad. No, no, no that's good. Uh, you you heard me stumbling on the question, so. Take it away, you, bud. I love you, Jen. Um, how did you realize, or what, at what point did you realize, like, hey, all of these folks are working this 12-step program, and they obviously, they you talked about an incurable disease, right? So mm-hmm. they all they all have this disease, and they recognize it. At what point were you like, I'm different than, than these AA members. Like, I'm not an alcoholic. Yeah, I mean, that, that word, you know, it just it it it's such a hopeless word, you know. Um, and I just to me, like I, I read the Bible and I, I knew alcohol is considered alcoholism is considered a disease, and I understand the power alcohol has over people. But you know, I just read my Bible and when it would you know talk about Jesus saying like I came to bear your sins and like bear your diseases, like to me alcohol didn't have to be any different. And I know that's that can be crazy to some, but I guess um, knew that if I really applied myself um, and really just sought Jesus through the whole thing, like I knew I didn't have to just be an alcoholic or, or whatever. Like I didn't have to have a life run by alcoholism. And in AA, you know, it, it talks about a higher power, but you really are able to choose what you want your higher power to be. So that was kind of the big difference between me and people in the meetings, whereas like some were making their higher power what they want them to be. Like my higher power was God, you know, mm-hmm. I was sticking to. So, yeah, and it totally and in in the uh, in the book book big the book book uh, in the <laughs> big book it's got the four types of drinkers and it's it's funny how I get, it's very accurate because you just pretty much described uh, what is it type two. A hard given, drinker? Yeah, given sufficient reason to stop, um, he's able to stop. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, my drinking was really based on, one, a, a, a lack of love for myself. I I don't really remember liking myself ever growing up. Um, and it wasn't like I had some crazy childhood or crazy negative childhood. I had great parents. You know, I had friends and stuff, but... There was some disconnect between me that I didn't really think I was worth anyone's time. Yeah. Um, mm. So I used alcohol to kind of become, you know, a version of myself that I could deal with. You know, um, mm. and I also struggled with anxiety most of my life. 
So alcohol became my medicine where, you know, I could drink a couple of drinks and all of a sudden, you know, my cares went away, my anxieties went away. I could be that funny guy. I could talk to anybody I wanted to. And it really just became, you know, my medication to get through the fact that I didn't like myself and that I was struggling with a lot of um, anxiety. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, nobody can tell you that you're an alcoholic, right? Like it's a self-diagnosed deal. Um, and so, uh, I just know that I've tried, um, I've tried to church it away, right? Like I've tried to read my Bible and pray, um, that God take away my alcoholism. Uh, and it just, it just never worked for me like that. Right. So like I, and I think Jed has even more experience in, in that aspect, but I, um, I just kept drinking even though I didn't want to. And even though I was asking Jesus, like, please like help me not drink or do dope anymore yeah i mean i i think the phrasing you use is interesting on church it away because um you know i don't i don't think what i did was churching it away not saying that you're saying that but um you know it wasn't just i was really trying to it wasn't just like i read my bible more or i prayed more it was really i I really got honest with myself for the first time in forever. Sure. Um, you know, I realized that I was never honest with myself before AA. Like, I learned what honesty is and how to live in honesty in AA. And it really came with a lot of, a lot of life change. Um, I, I wrote a, a book. It's available on our website now um, for free. Um, but it's called Reveal, Refine, Renew. And it's a nine-step program that I came up with that's based on the things I did to get myself um, better. Um, and it's only something that someone who believes in God is going to even attempt. But it's just a, just a really uh, small book just about really how to change your lifestyle and to live in a place of honesty. Um, like James 5.16 says, confess your sins one brother to another so that you may be mm-hmm. As the prayer of a righteous person is effective, and that's what I—that's what I live now, and that's where I believe my healing comes from. It's the fact that I went from a place where I kept everything to myself and kept everything secret, where now I'm open about the things I struggle with, and so that I have people that are there to give me wisdom, to counsel me, to um just to be honest with me and I can be honest with them. And I really believe in that healing power of honesty that, um, yeah, throughout the Bible. Yeah. And throughout the steps too. Right. And, uh, so did you work, did you work the steps when you're in AA in those four months or what did that look like? I, it was, it was really hard because, you know, I went into it knowing that I wasn't going to stay and I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to waste anyone's time. So I was there for me and I didn't want to, you know, get a sponsor and then really just like drop it and just leave that sponsor to be like, well, you know, what happened to that dude? Um, so okay. I didn't really work the steps. I, I, I definitely read through them because I went to one of the meetings I went to was a step meeting. Right. So every mm. week we were going through the steps and I really just, I really took them in. I mean, like I okay. said, um, so you go ahead. Um, so do you think, so would you suggest the, the nine steps that you wrote, would mm-hmm. you suggest that for people that, um, are, are like you think that are, or they have self-diagnosed themselves as real deal alcoholics? Like once I start drinking, I can't stop physically and I, and I'm obsessed about alcohol whenever I'm stopped. Like those those sort of alcoholics and like mainlining heroin junkies like Jed. Oh yeah, I mean I wouldn't just be like, here's a book. I would never do that with anybody, you know, addict or not. Okay. I uh-huh. don't, I don't really believe in the whole because I feel like that's a lot of what church people do. They're just like, just here, here's the Bible, read it, and like hope you figure it out. Um, sure. Um, I would more try to walk with someone through it, but. If you really have a deep belief in God and a, a deep faith that's based on the Bible, I would definitely recommend it to you. I'm not going to say, like, here's your cure. 
but I really truly believe in in what I wrote because it's based on you know the Bible. Sure. Okay, yeah, and so like um, all of the steps too, you can are directly relatable to to biblical passages. There's spiritual truths that are yeah. true, yeah, right? The truths that you know created AA were Christian, so yeah, 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 yeah. Like fully like the, very the, Christian. The oft yeah. overlooked um, fact. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just you're such a it's <laughs> yeah you're you're a conundrum in many ways. Uh, yeah, because yeah, it's it's a it's a very unique position. I've never heard of of anyone really uh, voluntarily going to AA just for a little bit. Um, it's interesting, and, and what Jay's getting at is that I can tell I can tell where he's going with that is our thing is um, we're just real cautious about um suggesting like alternate ways for like real deal alcoholics i guess other than than the steps which is like or the um aa which is like the i guess the most tried and true of the ways yeah i would say i would say 12 step programs too like i you know i've yeah, seen a that's... lot of people sober in na um, but it's just, it's worked for millions of people. And I can just say from my experience in Jed's too, like we've tried a million other things and like I kept doing dope, you know? And, yeah. and so it's just, it, but I, I really feel like, well, because, all right. So do you, do you, do you drink now? Yeah. Like what is your drinking look like now? I mean, it's, it looks a lot different. Um, I don't, I don't buy excess of it. So you won't find like just a ton of it i i buy in small amounts um i only drink two maybe three um in one time um i don't really drink too much hard liquor because i don't i don't like to go that route it really gets i'm a huge craft beer fan so i guess really mm. drink a lot yeah. of those um but it's it's a lot it's a lot different it's a lot scaled back it's um it's not it's not in response to, um, sure. Right. You know, it's not in response to, I need something to get through this awkward time or I don't like myself today. It's not in response to anything. It's really just like, oh, I'm watching, um, wrestling cause I'm a wrestling fan. We do. I know that's weird for some people. No, um, yeah, <laughs> man. no we're in the South, bro. That's <laughs> yeah, not dude. weird. Yeah, but I, I love no. WWE. So <laughs> no, and it's, uh, I, and also, so if you if you're listening and you are a real deal alcoholic, you're probably not going to be able to do that. I'll just tell you that right now. Yeah. So that to mm-hmm. uh, to our listeners and that's but then it's the thing. It's like, wh- like, because I've I, met I, this is this is the thing. There are people that just astound me. I've met a he kind of like counseled me through a little bit. Dude named Johnny. He was a, a real deal heroin addict and he got sent to a sheep farm like in New Zealand with two people in the middle of nowhere. And he just lived there for two years and came back. And now he just like drinks every now and then. And he's good. And like, well, I mean, magical things happen in New Zealand. Cause that was where it was. <laughs> yeah, he, so. <laughs> he, he, he found the one ring and now, and now he can drink. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, the, the, yeah, the cases are, are rare and few and far between. And, but yeah, at the same time, like, um, William Young talked about spiritual experiences, right? Like, and and talked about from time to time, people can have have spiritual have those spiritual experiences outside of a twelve step program. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I certainly don't want to sit here and put God in a box, like by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. What I what I just it from my experience, and uh, you know, we watch it over and over and over and over again. Is people trying to sub like real deal alcoholics and real deal drug addicts? Searching for any substitute that's going to be the, an easier, softer way than the twelve steps, and they go out and they keep drinking and they keep doing dope, and then they die, right? Well, well and this and is so, tough. Oh, I'm sorry if you weren't done. No, I was done. Um, it, well, this is one. This is yeah. one issue I do have, mainly I guess with treatment centers, and I'll lump in AA too because I do see a problem with the pass fail relapse mentality where if you 
walk through the doors, you are unequivocally an alcoholic and of the hopeless variety, and if you do anything, you are fucked. You're doomed. And that, I, I feel like that is a really dangerous mindset. It was to me a couple times because it's like when I, I – now that I'm getting older more and more, I'm kind of seeing the, the harm reduction, I guess, could work for some people because it's like – if you have it in your mind that if you take one sip of beer, you're screwed, then, like, when you take that sip, it's like, well, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. Might, as well, might as well shoot up some dope. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is hard. And, two, I think that there's a lot of people that come into Alcoholics Anonymous who have a problem with drinking, but they may not have the disease of alcoholism. I think that oh, those are two yeah. they, that those are two separate things. Yes. Um, there's emo- People have emotional issues. People have psychological issues that may be self-medicating with alcohol. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're an alcoholic. In my book. In no, my that's, book, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to go farther. I'm going to go farther and say, I mean, no, that's just true. That's That's fact, man. Like, it. Yeah, in everyone's book, and yeah. the, the problem the problem is, and, and I don't see you doing this, Aaron. I guess that's kind of what Jay was getting at too. The problem is when those people get sober in an easy way, and then they turn around and try to tell a real deal bottom of the barrel person that you can get sober in the way that I did, and it, you, you can't usually. Yeah. So I mean. What I'm really aimed at is, like, my ministry, or whatever you want to call it, isn't aimed at, you know, a heroin addict that doesn't know Jesus, right? It's aimed at Christians in the church that have problems that are killing themselves with these problems because they don't know how to talk about it. It's It's really for the closeted Christians that... I know so many Christians that have drinking problems, but I don't know too many that can actually say the words, I have a drinking problem. Uh, and I can right. so get on board with that. Oh, see, that's, so that's where I'm aimed at because I can't, I can't tell someone, like I can't, I can't relate to your guys' struggle because I've never had a struggle with dope or anything like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to pretend to get to be like, here, take these steps, like do it my way. That's not what I'm trying to do. I guess my my thing is that I know AA it wants you to learn how to manage it, and I feel like God wants to show you how to remove it completely. So that's just where I'm at with, and you have to be. I mean, you have to first and foremost believe in God to even get to that point. Sure. So I'm just yeah. trying to help you know Christians stop managing their addictions and their you know sins in secret. And start removing them in the open, you know, with God and with honesty. So, I mean, yeah, no, I'm with that, man. No, I'm it, with that, and, and I think that honesty, um, and uh, really, when we talked about the uh, not your pastor's podcast guys about this, but the confessions of the confession of sin is so prevalent in meetings. We, do, we I mean, we say it out loud. We share them at meetings, not just with our sponsors, right? Yeah. Um, but that's really absent from church. Like we don't yeah. talk. People don't talk about their sins in church. No, and that's at all. That's a perfect, uh, perfect segue to to talking about your book because that's pretty much what you uh, you address head on. So it's laid out. Um, I'll, I'll say this to Jay, who did not read the book, as per his homework for this interview. Don't call me out on I, tape, bro. Uh, what what, were, what tape? we're just talking about? Admi- admitting, confess, confessing your sins, yeah, bro. Yeah. Being honest, honest. This isn't honesty. a church. This isn't a church. Oh, this <laughs> is church and other drugs. This we're is a congregation, Jay. Please, please forgive me. Okay, um, you're for, you're forgiven, my son. Go and sin no more. But um, so it's laid out uh, twelve chapters, and it basically the first part of the chapter is outlining something that's done in AA, and then how the church either fails at it or why it should do it, which is. I've just been screaming that from the hilltop for a while. So some um, some quotes out of it that that have just stuck out to me. Um, instead of I didn't write down what part of the book it was from. That was okay. my, my B. But uh, instead of seeing church as a place to be honest, we see it as a place to keep up appearances. Bam! Very true. Oh uh, snap! Yeah, <laughs> very, very scathing. Very true. And that's dude. That's the hardest. That's what. I like my church. It's it's a 
I kind of got in at the ground floor. It's very small. It's just building, and my pastor is super open to what a, he's just like. If you got an idea, bring it to me. And so that okay. over and over, I keep telling him like, um, we need to like I, I brought the idea of having a church like AA a bunch, basically about just how do you get a group of people to admit that everything is not okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like. But it's even with that attitude, it's like, even me, I still find myself, well, there's like one person, you know, we'll group off on Sunday mornings and I'll be like, yo, my week was shit. Like, how's your week going? You know, marriage, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. but, but overall it's like, you know, just small talk and I guess that's just how it goes, but that's a difficult, that's a rough problem to have. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I, I wrote that because, you know, I wrote it not aimed at, you know, people in mind. I was really writing it aimed at myself because I've grown up in the church. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. going to church and I realized, you know, I don't think of I've never thought of church as some place to go to say, hey, like, this is what I'm going through in this current moment right now. It was always just I went there, try to wear my best clothes, get through the service, say my week was good and then, you know, go back home like it was all appearance based. Yeah. And, you know, you go, you go to an AA meeting and it's like, no one's talking about, no one cares about their appearance in an AA meeting. No. You know, you wear whatever you have on when you can get, get there and, you know, you say whatever you've done, no matter how terrible it is. Yeah. And it, you get just real with everybody. You know, I mm-hmm. you know how I used to. I guess it was trolling, really, but it was it was my. I called it my um, my Christianity test for churches is I would just chain smoke if I went to a new church. I would chain smoke <laughs> cigarettes in the parking lot in view of everyone, just like seeing who would judge me or who wouldn't. Really messed up in retrospect, but such an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> no, but um, but I was gonna say about growing up in church, yeah, and um, admitting sins. One of my first memories was this girl she was the daughter of our sunday school teacher and um she had like had sex out of marriage and gotten pregnant and it was like a big gossip (gasps) thing well no 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 do this like it in retrospect super traumatizing but she had to during sunday service in front of like everyone she just stood up in the middle of the crowd and was like i had you know just admitted her sin and it was like it was almost like a public shaming like it was really like i don't know it didn't, yeah. uh, I wonder if her her dad made her do that. No, I think her mom did. I think. Oh my lord! Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of yeah. like asking the church's forgiveness and like to be. She's accepted. probably smoking meth. She's no. probably smoking meth and stripper now. Don't say yeah. that. She was a yeah. very nice lady. Wait, you never know. <laughs> Bruh, that's okay. so oh, speaking. So, okay. So speaking <laughs> speaking of foul language, uh, this was another excerpt I liked. For example. Many Christians tend to react to cuss words as if they had the power to separate us from Jesus. I really like that line. <laughs> I like that too. That's good. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, <laughs> I guess don't understand why certain crit. I guess don't care. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> exactly. It's it's a very yeah. very cultural thing. If you step back and like look at, like. Why? You know, it's 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 just yeah. you know. I mean, what it's is a curse word except or cuss word except you know gets another way to say something? Yeah, and, and if you if you substitute cuss, you're still cussing. Like we know what you mean when you say frick. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I know exactly what you're <laughs> actually saying. The thing about words is, it's the intention behind them that yes. makes them harmful. Exactly. So yes. like you know. You know, I can say, you know, ass, and that's fine. Like, we all have them. And, <laughs> Speak um, for yourself, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but someone can, you know, but someone can say something like, I, you're, you're truly are pathetic. Like, how much, like, yeah, how? Yeah, 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 that's way worse. I had a, I had a friend. I feel bad, who, actually, right now. That's, that was yeah, very hurtful. <laughs> I'm not pathetic. I'm a man. <laughs> And we didn't bring you on this podcast to hurt. Yeah, Jets. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I had a friend who, um, who was da- who had dated someone who had referred to him repeatedly as pathetic, just based Ooh. on where he was at in his life. And 
um, by the time he started to talk to me about it, he was still torn up inside about that. Um, and I had to like really, you know, like, you know, you're not that at all. And, you know, that word and the way she intended to use that word against them was what hurt because she wanted to hurt him by calling him pathetic. So to yeah. me, it's really any word can be a cuss word or, you know, hurtful. But yeah, I guess I guess I always didn't like when, you know, some Christians won't talk to someone else because they use, you know, four letter words and it's like that person is dying from something probably yes. and probably needs that encouragement and that exhortation and they don't get it and, because you know, of the words that come out of their mouth. So. And that's what a lot of my friends that I'll try to bring around church, that's a common objection is like, well, what if I slip up and say a cuss word or they're going to look <laughs> at me or, you know, and it's like, oh, that sucks that it's like that. It's like, I'm pretty yeah. sure Jesus hung out with some raunchy dudes <laughs> and, and ladies. They like, were fishermen. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Have you ever worked offshore, man? Oh my god. Yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't think people really know who the disciples were. Like they weren't. No, dude. They were horrible yeah, people. They were salt, salt of the earth. Yeah. Dudes. Oh. <laughs> so, and it's the more I think about, uh, just a quick tangent, just like. Words are nuts, man. If, 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 you know, if like creation was created by words and I guess we, we are an extension of God and we have the power to create things with words and you can see like sometimes you can see like visibly the damage like you're doing to someone with the words and then sometimes that's like and then you get the sick enjoyment out of it and then you just realize how much of a sinful POS you can be sometimes. That's I will speak for myself, but. It, yeah, words are powerful, man. And on, yeah. on the flip side, you can see how much they can build someone up, but it's it's yeah, harder it's not, to build somebody up than tear them down. I'll tell you that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's true. It's very easy. Like for instance, Jay, you, you, you've been Don't. you've been hitting the gym. You're looking a little hefty there, bud. <laughs> Ooh, actually, that's pretty, no. that's pretty good. This is a pretty good Python <laughs> congregation. He just flexed, and uh, I do believe I'm getting the vapors. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, another one. AA understands that a person who attends meetings as a consumer cannot heal in the same way as one who contributes. And this was you speaking on, um, uh, basically the 12th step about, um, giving back back to get. Mm -hmm. And that's the, uh, that was a really good way of, what would you, what'd you say, Jay? I said, I'm with it. I really feel like I, read this book now <laughs> yeah you should it's good yeah, I know. Yeah. You away all the best parts of the book and he hasn't even read it I know, man. <laughs> um yeah i mean i wrote that based on i realized that i had been going to my church for a long time and i didn't really love my church at all and that's because i was approaching it from a consumer standpoint mm-hmm. you know it was it was if the if the songs in worship aren't the ones I want to hear, it's not a good church service. If the if I've heard what the pastor's speaking on this week before, it's not a good service. If the donuts weren't fresh, it wasn't a good service. And you know, you hmm. get the most out of um, church when you serve because that's what church is for. You know, church isn't yeah. the individual; it's for the community. It's a place where we can come together. Um, encourage each other, pray for each other, meet each other's needs, and then more importantly, meet the community that we're in's needs. Um, So it's all about service, and you see that so much in AA, and everyone's trying to give back, and, you know, the person that does the coffee, like, I've never seen a bigger smile. Yeah. I'll tell you, though, you (laughs) fuck around with that coffee. They do. That coffee's wrong. Oh yeah, that's, put that's it. You're getting <laughs> called out if that coffee is wrong. <laughs> you will see a riot. That and um, <laughs> you summed it up in in uh, my last little snippet is church has never been and will never be about you. Yeah, and you can mm. you can flip flop that with it with AA too, and it's it's very true. I just started um uh this time. This is the only time I've uh joined a church without my parents telling me to and i i 
uh, serve on the worship band and I lead a small group and it's, I've never done that before. And it's like, That's it's awesome. aggravating sometimes, man. It's, it's a commitment, but then it's, it's one of those every time you do it, man. Yeah. I feel fantastic and feel like I am actually a part of, and it's, it's just cool. Um, yeah, we got to start wrapping it up, but I wanted to give you a chance to, um, where can they find your book? Where can they find your blog? All that good stuff. We'll we'll post uh, a link yeah. in the notes. Yeah, the um the blog is Christian Alcoholic, and you can find that at christianalcoholic.com, So easy enough. Um, the book is if you want to purchase it, it's on Amazon, it's on Audible, and all that stuff. Kindle as well. But right now, I make I'm making it free, so. If you get subscribed to our website, um, just put in your email. Um, you can get the free ebook get sent to you. Um, and that nine step programmer that I was talking about before, that's also available up there for free. You just need an email. Um, and then we're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. Yeah, and I Word definitely, um, I definitely recommend the book. It's 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 a uh, it's not a crazy big commitment. It's it's uh, decently short. Um, so you can knock it out, but it's really, uh, really well, well written. I can't even speak. Um, it was good though, man. I, I really, I real. it was really good. I appreciate it. <laughs> Dude, I mumbled through that endorsement. It was, it was good, man. It was, uh, I, I liked it. Read it. No, but, um, very good, man. I appreciate you coming on to talk to us and, uh, hope. Uh, I, I, well, you can join our little coalition that I like trying to start, man. Uh, you'll be a valued I'm, member of the uh, no, the congregation. I'm, I'm down with you guys. I want to come down and visit because I've never been to that part of the country. You should come man. on down, man. Come on, yeah, down. down. I'm yeah. in South Carolina and Jed's in Louisiana, so just, yeah. Know. I I mean I'm I love South Carolina. I've never been to Louisiana, so I'd love to go down. Yeah. It's sweet. It's Mardi Gras time, too. Going to a parade this weekend. Oh, snap. Yeah. Jed gets all the beads. I do. That's, uh, that does, well, I do show some nip. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, thanks for coming on, Aaron. We appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, bud. Take it easy. All right, that was a pretty good interview. That was a pretty good interview. I think it was great. I mean, pretty good. It was all right. It was great. It was make interviews great again, you man. Take that back. Me- <laughs> Never mind. What are you gonna say? say I was almost gonna say out loud, "Make interviews great again," but it didn't sound right. Oh, that's harsh, dude. I don't. Yeah, I don't. It makes me feel icky inside. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like well, I didn't like. Is that even fucking real? You see what I'm saying? Like, that was an innocent thing, and I stopped myself because I realized that that could be misconstrued. Well, considered it misconstrued because I am fully offended now. I didn't mean... I'm so offended. Dude, I'm I'm sorry. Fucking take it back now. It's it's tooken. It's It's offensive. It's it's not... Dude, don't don't do this to me. Don't build walls around my heart. Uh, I'm sorry, but that was... All right, so... Games with my heart.
hands of mine. You're the worst singer. I'm really not though. Why are you being congregation? So like, that congregation, congregation. You know what? Twitter Jay and tell him he's a horrible singer. Thank you for who who tweeted you and told you to go watch John Wick. By the way, who was that? We need to give a shout out. Fuck, I forget. Was it Shana? Was it Shana? Shana? I think so. Actually, my phone's dead though. I'd look, but my phone's dead. I think it was Shana. Uh, John Wick Two was badass. By the way. I'm still not gonna watch it. I told her that too. You're so dumb, dude. We love we love you, but I'm not gonna watch it. Um. Oh, and I got an email to read later. Um. So, all right. So I'm gonna. Y- y- you ready for me to get real, bro, with the congregation? He would hurry hurry the fuck up already, Jeez. dude. This is real. It was Shauna. Thank you for telling Jay. Now tweet him and tell him he's a horrible, horrible person. Um. No, this is serious. Chill, chill out. Slinging daggers. Slinging just daggers. Calm, calm down and, and listen. This is about to get really, really real. Are you going to tell me something? Yeah. Intimate and personal? Yeah. I started. Um, I wasn't even going to tell the congregation this because it's still kind of stigmatized, but I will hopefully be cured and maybe I'll just ask for some prayers out there. But I started um, uh, the new Hep C treatment, Harvoni last week good no that's awesome man and you know what man i don't i don't know how stigmatized hep c is anymore i i mean it, yeah i mean it's still kind of i think if it's it, still if it for like, some reason if it was like hiv or something that shouldn't be stigmatized but still like obviously is well it, it's that's it's because of what happened to me in high school and all right so I, I told jay the whole story and i will tell the congregation the whole story but i gotta ask my wife uh if I can tell certain parts of it, but it's super long, but I I originally, the abbreviated, I originally, I got hep C from the very first needle I shot up with when I was 17, which is really, I didn't, yeah, dude. Isn't that, that isn't that some shit? The very first one. That's like an after school special. Like, yeah, no shit. It's like you smoked weed and now you're a crackhead. Yeah. Yeah. So I got hep C from the first needle I used when I was 17 and back then, they had this horrendous treatment for it called uh, Pegasus Interferon and Ribavirin, which is an injection that you shoot up into your stomach every week and for three days. It's essentially chemotherapy where you feel like you have the flu uh, yeah. and you ache and your hair falls out. And You're one, like poisoning yourself. Right? Yeah, and, and they yeah. automatically – this is when I started – my antidepressant regimen because they automatically put you on one because one in 10 patients commit suicide. That's a, that's a side effect, which is ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's like that, they have that old acne medicine that made people. Like, yeah. Crash, the dude like, crashed, crashed a plane buildings and shit. Accutane. Yeah. Pat, Pat, Accutane Patrick right. was on that. Remember he had the, well, <laughs> uh, good old Patty. Wag. P head. What up? Anyway. He's not listening. That'd be cool though. What up? P head. Um, so yeah, I, w- I went through that fifty six weeks of that, and I got cured um, back then. But then uh, f- three years after that, I had my serious overdose, and I went into a coma, and I dropped my immune system so far that uh, it resurfaced. What? So, yeah. So dude. you weren't all the way cured then. It was just like in remission kind of thing. Is that what, how that works? Yeah, it goes into back then. It goes into um, an undetectable load in your body so it's like essentially cured but dude like i mean i i died basically so like i put my body through like this crazy trauma and uh and my immune system did such horrible things that it that it resurfaced and i i I can't remember that's i don't remember if i shared i don't think i shared in between then so i'm that's what i'm pretty sure that's what uh caused it to come back either way i you know like a good drug addict recontracted it but since then um they came out with this let's yeah i guess it's funny <laughs> it's not funny but it's like dude i was i was pissed when I, yeah i was really upset when i found out again oh i'm sure um but they came out with this new drug harvoni that is just one pill a day um, I have to do it for 12 weeks, but m- most people, it's just six weeks, but uh, I've been through treatment before, so it's 12 weeks, um, and it's like uh, like a not some 
crazy number. Uh, I don't have the exact percentage success rate of just being cured. So the problem, oh, cool. the problem yeah. was, yeah, and and I got it for five bucks a month through insurance. This is and this is another thing that just pisses Thanks, me off. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, for real. Because otherwise, dude, it's it's a thirty thousand dollar a month drug. Lord. Yeah, and this like how like it made me want to write the company and be like, because I know friends actually that have it, and the insurance does this or Medicaid does this weird thing where if you if you're not late stage, like basically knocking on death's door, they'll say uh, that you don't need it until they're like call us back so when you're, you're about, about to, to die. die. Yeah, good. I want to call the company and be like, why would you even like? Put the carrot of a cure in front of my face and then tell me I'm too poor for it. Like, that's so sick. Like, you're, man, you're going to have to answer to God for that. I feel like that's just some evil shit, dude. Yeah. And I don't know, like, what production costs or whatever. I guarantee. I'm no, yeah, I'm not an expert either, but if it, I guarantee it's not $30,000 dollars worth like that just can't be correct for like that just uh, what is it made out of what is it made out of uranium like highly a lot of those drug companies like the whole idea is to recoup um research costs right which like takes a lot but i don't fucking know and and i and i do i will say this too like i'm sure there's a lot of shady shit around that like i'm not saying i'm not saying that there's not but so but but anyway but going on that it's made me like I've been pretty uh, fatigued this week and just kind of out of it, but hopefully that'll... So, you know, congregation, if, if you're the praying type, it, uh, I would like it to, to go well. Um, or if you're not, you could still, like, send good juju. Yeah. I thought, you, be, I thought you were telling him not to. I was like, damn, dude. I thought, I am, I thought uh, you were my co-host. <laughs> tell... Tell the congregation that one time uh, about when you asked if I would pray for you because your house oh, got yeah. flooded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my house got flooded in, in the Louisiana uh, flood last year. That would make sense. My house got flooded during the Great Fire of 1863. <laughs> 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 my, my <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, and I was like, yeah, John, if you could really just, you know, pray... I think I just, I can't remember what specifically I asked for, but I was like, can you pray for this, like that, the, and the, the other? Contractors would hurry up or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely will pray for God's will in your life. And I was like, uh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> message, uh, message. I've kind of changed course on that, by the way. Oh, have you? Yeah. yeah and I think good. it's part of being um, less cynical about the church and, and part of seeing what prayer does um uh, being part of this house church that i am it, and and it, and we haven't seen anything crazy come from prayer but i can see how how um our group gets closer to each other when we pray together even if we're or pray about the same things like even if we're not physically together so do you and uh m pray together no but we talked about we've talked about that and i think we're going to once we work the third step nice yeah yeah, so that'd be it's, cool. It's good. Yep. Apparently, uh, up. I want to get the studlies on, but those people that do the Stronger Marriage podcast are saying they started like praying during sex. Did you hear about that? They're a married no. couple. Yeah. I was like, that's interesting. No, but I've interesting. listened to their podcast. That's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I listened to their podcast and it's awesome. It's like, is it? it's like I really, really love it. It's really well. It's like is incredibly it, produced. Is it something and, that uh, that me and the wife should listen to together? I think so. Yeah, I think it's worth like anybody that's married or about to get married or is you know whatever. Um, listen to Stronger Marriages podcast. It's like it's really great. Sweet. Let me um, let me give some shout outs before we sign off, as it were. Uh, we got an awesome email from Travis. Uh, you didn't say if I could say your last name, so I won't. But Travis, Travis B gave us uh, some book recommendations and saying he's got three years clean in Ohio. So congrats, congrats on the three on years, years, my man. That's what's up. Damn. Um, that's a long-ass time. That is a, that's, it is a long-ass time. That's what I'm knocking on. Um, and then I want to shout out... Uh, 
Chris Brown for the outro music. Um, like um, the singers and dancer. It is. Chris he, Brown? He's a skinny white guy <laughs> with a Rihanna wife beating name. So not Lil Breezy? No, not Lil Breezy. Lil Breezy has fallen from grace. I actually just saw I think an he's article. On, like, I think he's on he's crack, like, isn't he? He's fully strung the fuck out. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if he's on crack. I think I so. Think you don't. You don't. Blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't. He's doing you, a lot of blow and molly and lean and stuff. But. You don't You don't pull a gun on a chick in, in, at like 2 o'clock on a Tuesday unless you're like. Yeah. Unless you're a little out. off the handle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. For Shizzle, well, I think that was good. Um, just, I'm going to leave now. I'm hungry. So, yeah. Two, uh, two, bye. 2003 uh, would like its catchphrase back. So, if you could. Goodbye. <laughs>